You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, baby. (laughs) We're here to break down the law of attraction so it makes sense. We're here to break down the law of attraction so it is something you can use in your daily life to make a difference, to live the life that you were meant to to live. And I really love this hour here because our intention is to give you some juicy morsels that you can take into your real life, into your everyday life, and really start to see that what you learn here can shift the experience of your life. And we also love, love, love the teachings of Abraham. If you're not familiar with them, head over to abraham Hicks dot com after the show and take a look at all that they're offering. These leading edge teachers are really getting into what I call the master end of law of attraction. And today we're going to talk really about the more subtle practices that we are coming to know that manifest in the world. I call the name of the show. Hey, I didn't manifest that. How could I manifest that? So we're going to talk about the physical world, what the cues are from the physical world, and what they are not. So we can start to clean up some of this idea of whether you're attracting it or who's attracting it or what the heck is going on. And to help me kind of make some clarity out of these very powerful laws is my favorite co-host in the whole world, Janice Campbell. Welcome, Janice. Hi, how are you? Welcome. I, I am doing really good. And Janice, as many of you know, is the host of Receive Your Life, also on Unity Online Radio. And that goes live Thursdays at 9 o'clock Pacific time. You can catch her doing her coaching magnificence. And she comes on Everyday Attraction as often as I can get her to sit on this metaphor physical porch and just kick around some of these ideas that we're getting from Abraham and also from our own lives and trying to understand these powerful ways of speaking to the universe. So, you know, Janice, as we as we talked about, you know, we want to understand sort of the 101 of Law of Attraction and now what might be the 201 or 301 <laughs> class of Law of Attraction as Abraham is giving us more information about how the universe communicates to us and how it shows up in the real physical world. I mean, let's go back to the basics. I mean, when we first, when we first came on to, to understanding Law of Attraction, there was sort of a simplistic concept, one-to-one, you manifest what you think about. And and at first, that was pretty revolutionary. I mean, do you remember the first time you heard that? It oh, yeah. might have been in Unity. It might have been mm-hmm. in some other practice. But that was pretty profound, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, yes. But yeah. then, I mean, pretty quickly, you know, it's one of those things where you start to get into any kind of discipline, any kind of philosophy a little bit more deeper. 
and the the sort of basic ABCs don't fit. Like, you know, there's circumstances when when people aren't thinking about cancer. They're not right. walking around thinking about cancer, and yet they manifest it. So how is that? You know, suddenly there's something more than just what you think about you get. Yeah. I remember inter- being so confused, too, at the beginning. Now, when I'm thinking back, like you said, do you remember when you first thought about that? And I remember that thinking, like, I mean, part of it makes sense. You're like, well, okay, but then how come I have this in my, like you say, how come I have this in my life and I don't like this and I don't like the way this is going and I want this and I don't have that and I think about, you know, it's, it is so, it is kind of a simple, it's a little too simple. It's a little, and, and I think we know that. That's why when we first hear it in that simplistic way, we're like, "Yeah, but I don't know." <laughs> uh, I know. So I mean, off here. <laughs> I think a lot of, of folks had that reaction to the secret, which was kind of the training wheels of law of attraction. Mm-hmm. It was very tip of the iceberg, and a lot of folks said, "Well, I can't really focus on a diamond necklace and expect it to manifest." You right. know what I mean? It's just drop a bike in my backyard or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it, it's important. It was an important part of our process, but as you know, metaphysical students and teachers, we want to go deeper into this discipline. We want to understand the subtleties of the universe. And we want to take, you know, the fact that the manifest world is telling us something about who we are and what we're doing. Um, there is great information to be mined from what's showing up in your life. It is not to be disregarded. But the sort of next level of law of attraction was this understanding of vibrational matches, so in other words, you can manifest something in the physical plane and you might not have been thinking about that thing, mm-hmm. but there is a vibrational match to that thing. Uh, here's, here's a great example of that. Like, um, I remember, you know, I used to have a lot of bouts where my back would go out, quote unquote. Anyone who has back problems knows what I'm talking about, where, you know, lo and behold, you get out of the car and you know, ah! Suddenly can't move, totally, you know, constricted, physically can't get around. It's really awful. And when I started doing the law of attraction work, I'd be like, well, I know I wasn't thinking about my back going out, you know. And and I started to really remember how Abraham talked about vibrational matches, that there's this almost metaphoric connection between manifestations and our vibration that we put out the most of the time. We want to talk about the fact that it's sort of your set point. What are you putting out there consistently? So I had to look at myself. I was like, well, Ray, what's going on vibrationally? And sure enough, pretty quickly, I realized that there was a lot of things in my life that I was feeling constricted about. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of circumstances that I felt like I couldn't move. And, and I got the aha that the back was a metaphor in many ways to what I was feeling as a set point vibrationally. So my work was not just to take care of my back. That was some of it. I mean, I did go Mm -hmm. see my people, you know, to feel better. But I had to stop feeling or change the way I was feeling about those areas in my life that were constricted and flip how I saw them. But you know what I was thinking about when you were saying that I might not have been thinking about this, but yet weren't you thinking about it to be feeling that way if thoughts come before feelings that maybe you were thinking about it but you weren't aware you were unconscious that you were thinking about it yes i wasn't paying attention to the emotions right but it was kind of because the vibe is this true that that the vibration comes from our thoughts yes so it's we really are thinking about it but we're not aware that we're thinking about it that's why we get surprised when we manifest things when we say i wasn't even thinking about that yes but on some level we must have been thinking about that or it somehow yeah. lodged within us. 
And that's part of the process of getting more astute, becoming more of a, a clear manifester, is that you want to get really, really clear on what you are thinking and feeling. Let's not forget that part. Because mostly it wasn't that I was thinking I was constricted and, and there were things that I didn't have freedom in my life. It was I was feeling that. I was feeling like, oh, I can't do anything here and I can't do anything there. And so – and I didn't do anything about it, those feelings. Right. I kind of yes. just – and, and so they – they became my set point. They became my normal way of viewing these circumstances. Yeah, I don't have any freedom here. That's just the way it is. And we settle. We settle with that low emotion of I have no freedom here. I can't do anything about this circumstance. And we get up every morning and sure, we're not thinking about that, but that's right. what we're vibrating. Or we kind of put an overlap on top of it where, oh, that's just the w- way life is. And we get yeah. on with our day. Like, okay, we're just going to you know, put a lid on that one. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Have you heard it? So there's this whole like Pandora's box that gets open when you become a law of attraction student where you start to care about how you feel so much that you won't allow yourself to go numb or just say things like, oh, that's just the way it is because you can't. You know too much now, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't pretend you don't know. Exactly. You can't pretend you don't know. So you have to start being real about those more subtle feelings Maybe feelings that you've been carrying around for decades that you don't even realize you're carrying around. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think the way we can kind of identify those two is it is kind of that feeling of being powerless around them because it's almost like it's so just the way it is that we don't even question it. Yep. But when yep. we're feeling that the feelings or that something's off or we're experiencing a symptom or pain, it's such a wonderful opportunity. Like you say, everything on the, everything on the physical plane is a clue for us. So we can actually, in a way, it's kind of like good news because we have something now to, we have a clue. It's almost like you know, Hansel and Gretel. We have a little crumb on the way home. Like, yay, there's something here that I can actually start to look at and uncover instead of thinking I'm completely powerless to, you know, have my backs not go out all the time. Exactly. Start to make the connection, like, what's my participation in this? How can I start bringing more power to my life and impact the quality of my life instead of just kind of tolerating, tolerating, thinking it has absolutely nothing to do with us? And, you know, to be honest, I had manifest back problems, you know, for so many years I had given up. I, I just kind of accepted that this was a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And that it was a part of my physical structure. But as I began to understand these metaphysical teachers more clearly, I understood that everything is vibration first. Yes. And the only reason anything is in the manifest world is because it's hung around in the vibrational world long enough to come into the manifest. And we're hearing more about these energy fields and that the non-physical, that which we do not see, is a fast vibration. And when it comes into manifest, it actually is a slower manifestation when it becomes physical form, rock, water, fire, (laughs) that kind of stuff, you know. So it's interesting to start thinking about what is this vibrational world they're talking about in my head, in my mind, of my body, soul, spirit. What is this vibrational uh, world if everything comes from that easy bake oven, as I like to say? It's it's in that that vibrational easy bake oven. I want to know what's going on in that vibrational world. So that I can kind of help myself out before right. I get to the manifest. But no worries, you know, in that second sort of second stage, I began to still have the manifestations. But I was able to go back into the subtleties and start to release the feelings that I'd just given up on. Mm. And start to say, I am never 
constricted unless I choose to see it that way. I started to flip my perceptions. I remember sometimes going to work, driving to work and, and pretending it was Saturday so I could feel the feeling of freedom (laughs) even though I was on my way to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. trying to let go of the perceptions I had about circumstances. And let me tell you, I haven't had a back problem in a really long time. Wow. And, you know, it's interesting. But and then it's kind of a, like you said, okay, I'm going to pretend this is Saturday. Basically, you shifted your thought. My feeling too, though. And then your feeling followed because when you realized it was sad, when it felt like it was Saturday, it felt better. I'm just really intrigued by the connection between the vibration and our thoughts. Well, and it is a very subtle thing because you can actually jump into a feeling and have thoughts about it. And that happens mm-hmm. a lot in the movies. Mm-hmm. Because in the movies, you'll be given an image, two people walking on the beach about to embrace. And you're having a feeling. You're not thinking mm-hmm. about it. You're being like these circumstances is ushering in a vibrational feeling and then you're thinking about it later. So you can have both. You can have a thought that leads to a feeling and a feeling that leads to a thought. And these or if are- there's a loud explosion, all of a sudden you're like, <gasps> you know, you feel, you're shocked and, and jolted. But right. You weren't you thinking think anything about it. Before. But then, you know, then, then, you know, you see on shows or something, these interesting experiments where people actually were able to tell when something was going to happen. Because they were paying attention to their feeling field. And that's really where you start to understand what's going on in the vibration. Oh, yeah, that was in the I Am movie, wasn't that? When they start, yeah, the feeling, they knew oh, yeah. before something was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That was the uh, noetic sciences. They they had put these monitors around the world and they're, ran, they're random yeah. number generators. And unless there is a vib- energy change in the field, these these machines will just keep spitting out the same random numbers. Well, they stopped being random a few minutes before 9-11. Yeah. So what they were concluding from that is that there was, there was almost like a precursor. We knew something was going to happen oh. in the non-physical world before it happened in the physical, which is really interesting. Yes, that, that is. We're, that we're, don't you want to know how you're participating on the non-physical realm? So what are some well, especially the- when you say that it's faster and then it slows down when we start bring, actually bringing it into the physical. It's kind of it almost feels like we do have some time there. We do. We do. But we have to, you know, number one, care, 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 care so much how we feel and get enough quiet time in our life, whether it be meditation or walks, long walks or whatever it is to get quiet enough to really know where are we? What are mm-hmm. we feeling? Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about the manifest world is it's very distracting. You yes. Know? And and you start to have this sort of default world where you're so distracted and you're so much led around by what's happening on the physical plane. You don't have an ability to reset your vibration because you're just reacting. Right. So, yeah. we, you know, when we go into that internal world, that non-physical world, we're actually able to start to recalibrate where our vibration is, which is why do they not talk about meditation endlessly? Mm-hmm. And we get to re-choose. Yes. We get to choose again. Mm-hmm. You know, in that vibrational world. So let's talk a little bit about the non-physical world. How do you interact with it? When do you interact with it? I mean, I have this thing now where, I mean, there was a time where I would 
do a lot of meditation, like maybe in the mornings and the evenings. But now I'm kind of meditating all day long a little bit. There. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> laughing because I have had the same thought this week. It's that I feel the same way. Like I meditate in the morning, but I meditate all day long. I mean, I, I kind of am, am in that space a lot of the time. Let's talk about what that means. I mean, uh, for me, it's like I'm checking in with myself. You yeah, know, and I, I was having this definition that it's, I don't know, I mean, maybe it's completely random, but this morning I was thinking, God, I think I'm meditating unless I'm stuck in a limiting belief. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like, and I know that feeling when I've kind of gotten derailed or my energy's gotten stuck, but when, when my energy's not stuck and I'm feeling good and content and happy and peaceful and joyful, that's meditating. I feel my connection to source and I can acknowledge it in the moment. Like sometimes I pinch myself just because I like to make that connection, you know, <laughs> like, yes, this is it. This, you know, this is it. And then I'm here. I, yeah, it's like, I think I'm meditating all day except for when I get feel that separation from source. Well, let's talk about that because what we're learning from Abraham is that this non-physical world, who we really are, where things get started, uh, our full consciousness. I mean, they talk about the fact that percentage-wise, 99.9% of us is non-physical. A very small portion of us has come into the slower vibrating physical world and experiencing, you know, rock, fire, water, that kind of thing, you know. And so if the majority of us in this high vibrating non-physical space, it behooves us to go check back with the mothership. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, when you keep saying that it's slow, we manifest slowly, I find that so intriguing. I don't know why. It feels... um. It's making me feel really good. Like it, I don't know. I mean, I think because it's almost like a relief. Like, oh, I have more time than I thought I had. Like, you know, like they talk about sometimes you don't have to be so afraid that every single thought you're going to manifest something. Right. Like you have to be so afraid of your thoughts. Like, oh my God, I could blow it. I'm going to, but you know, because I could visually, when you're saying that 99.5%, whatever fast vibration, and then that tiny piece that actually makes it to the physical plane and it's slowly comes into creation it's like wow this kind of shifts the whole perspective yes yes yeah, it's like whoa so <laughs> you do actually have a lot more control than you uh-huh. might be knowing you more know? leverage and, you know a lot of leverage so let's talk about you know what the non-physical world looks like looks like you know in in quotes here what mm-hmm. does it what, what 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 are parts of the non-physical world and what we're understanding you know from abraham is that there's a non-physical world that's a energy of what you want, which is the vortex. And mm-hmm. then there's a non-physical world with the energy of what you don't want outside of the mm-hmm. vortex. Oh, suddenly we've got compartments out in the non-physical world. This is interesting, <laughs> right? So yeah. suddenly we can get, we can get used to just like you walk into your house and you feel that I am now inside. Mm-hmm. You can also get to know the non-physical world to know whether you're inside or outside. Mm-hmm. The vortex, and that's important because yes. if you know that everything you want is vibrating in the non-physical world in the vortex, and it's your conscious presence and your focus that brings it into the physical, mm-hmm. it behooves you to hang out in the <laughs> vortex. <laughs> and yet, we can hang out in the non-physical world outside of the vortex, which is, means I don't want this and I'm going to get it. It's coming. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. But, you know, then it becomes so important to have the discernment and to really be able to listen. That is everything. 
because we need to have that distinction. If you don't know if you're inside or outside, I mean, think about it in the physical world. If you didn't have a clue that you were in the house versus out of the house, I mean, how effective could you be in, in negotiating your world and, man, and, and actually deciding what to do? You're kind of... What to wear? <laughs> you'd be kind of clunky, right? If you right. weren't, if you didn't have an awareness of inside versus outside, you'd be kind of clueless and, mm-hmm. and you'd be kind of like, why, why did I just trip over that end table? Oh, look, I'm inside. You know what I mean? It's like, it's exactly that, the discernment. And it takes a little while, I think, understanding, it takes a little while in the law of attraction to get these subtleties and start to understand our power. And it gets really exciting at this deeper level. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, so how is it that if you're in the vortex, you can attract people that are outside of the vortex? What happened there? And we'll also talk about how it is that things are showing up in your world. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on shop. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it we now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. Uh, my name is Ray Zander, and we are here talking about the subtleties of law of attraction, getting into more an advanced understanding of what the universal laws are and how we interact with them. And it does require us to become more students of this understanding, and it does require us to slow down. And I'm on the line with Janice Campbell, who is the co-host of Everyday Attraction and also the host of her own show, Receive Your Life. And Janice is very astute into helping people discern where they are. Mm-hmm. Because if we want to talk about the non-physical world, we have to be in a subtle enough place to explore the non-physical. And, and that is in our mind. That is in our heart. That is in our emotional body. Um, and 
Janice, you know, when somebody says discernment to you, what does that mean in your daily life? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, discernment is, is clarity. It's be, you know, it's, I don't know, when you think of taste, it's like, am I eating chocolate or vanilla? You ah. know, it's being able to tell the difference. Like, am I listening? Am I being guided by a limiting belief, a thought that's trying to convince me I'm less than who I am? Or am I receiving inspiration and guidance from my true self? Like, what am I listening to? Yes. Where do and I look for guidance? Yes, yes. And that, there's a subtlety to this field. You know, what's what's interesting is it's vibrating much faster than the manifest world, but there is a subtlety to it that is really interesting in that you have to be able to discern the difference between an old thought, an old momentum, something that you don't want to pay attention to anymore, and what your true self, high self, is feeling or knowing. You know, it's almost like you have to turn yourself away from that which you are not and yeah. remember the more subtle profound understanding that everything is there for you everything that you need is there yeah but the you know the good news about that it's it's subtle but like it, with anything with practice it gets very obvious yeah where it's at first it's like what they seem so i don't i thought that's that's true that's that's true that's who i am that's who i know myself to be but but with with practice and really paying attention to how you're feeling and how your energy is flowing it gets very clear where yes. it's just not confusing anymore <laughs> i mean that's that like the the voices are so distinctly different to me now the voices that yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. voices basically that I hear, the, the thoughts that i pay attention to they're not before they used to be more collapsed like they felt like they collapsed in on one another where I kind of was confused. What should I do? Do I really want to do that? Is that mine to do? Is that not mine to do? And now it just, things get clear with the practice and the focus. It gets very clear. Yeah. yeah. I think you just get, you get more familiar with your authentic self. It gets more, you, you get comfortable with it and you become intimate with it. And then when the other tries to come in, you're like, well, well, well that's not who I am. <laughs> oh, this is good. It's so true. And that intimacy is what everything is because I think initially when you start to do this practice, there's a lot of shouting in the mm -hmm. non-physical consciousness. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of ideas that want attention. There might even be what some will refer to as the ego mind. There's, there's a lot of shouting, you mm -hmm. know, and I think you have to kind of not let go of the reins here. You have to keep spending time in that meditation space, in that prayer space, in that contemplative space. And, and eventually the, the shouting loses energy. It becomes, it kind of peters itself out because it's yeah. not truth. It's not And we pull the energy away from it. I think what happens is the, the greater clarity that we have, like really going into the thoughts that are not us, we recognize them for what they are. You know, like the Wizard of Oz, the little man behind the screen. Once you see it, it's like, oh, you know, the, yeah. the, the wind gets knocked out of it. All that power we were giving it, like it's real and we have to be so afraid of it and we can't look at it and oh my God, the boogeyman. But when you get to it, it's like, no, I know who I am. It's like that voice, it has to quiet down because we're not feeding it so much absolutely and we want to look at the emotional life too of the of this non-physical world and what's wonderful about our emotional bodies is they're so tied intricately and subtly to the non-physical world and so we know from our emotional experience that if we're feeling joy if we're feeling love if we're feeling connection 
that we are now at the place of discernment where we have moved into the vortex. We've moved into that place where all the things that we want live on the non-physical plane and, and sort of again are the, in the easy bake oven, if you will, <laughs> wanting to come through. I just <laughs> love that analogy. I'm sorry. This, such a clear vision of this. <laughs> Pink thing that you pull down the little little cakes and <laughs> I really you know crawlers, <laughs> but I, I do love baking analogies. They make me feel really good. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go back and change that recipe. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> add this and you know change this around. And but when you get more discerning and you get to that place of watching your emotional self, when you start to feel bad, when you start to feel you know, anger, disconnection, you know, all the things that make us feel like, oh, life is so hard. Mm -hmm. Then you know you've now tripped into the non-physical part of the world that is the don't want area. It doesn't matter what you're thinking. I mean, at that point, and you, and I think is really helpful too. A lot of times, like you know, I'll tell myself, "Yeah, you could be right about this." I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could whatever. It's like, oh, this jerk is trying to mess with me. You know, yes, you could be right and go on and on and on with that conversation and that story and tell all your friends. But you know what? You're not really creating what you want to create. So it's up to you how long you want to hold on to it. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I want the word sober just came up to me. You know, I that um, when you start to get understanding of the subtle non-physical world and how you feel is actually participating in the manifestation, um, you really want to get sober and not you know get drunk with anger or get drunk with <laughs> with resentment or because you know what that's doing you know you know that that's eventually going to just keep continue to make your life uh, a misery but you so know what i noticed that it's really hard to hold on to like let's say with my husband before it used to be easy to argue but now when you start learning different things it's very difficult because you catch yourself so quickly <laughs> you know yeah, it's like oh yeah what am i you know you just like do, do i really want it to go there what's the per- you just kind of it's almost like you could see into your life so much clear. Instead of being victimized by circumstances and situations, you're able to make different choices moment by moment. Oh, yeah, I know why I'm saying that, or I know where that's coming from, or why I'm looking at it that way, or what I'm trying to do with that jab, or whatever it is. It's, you kind of, like you say, the sober part, you, you you pull it back in. Like, no, we don't have to. I don't really want it to go there. I, I could, don't want it to go there. And I, I know change. I'm the only one who can take it there. Yeah, and in the middle of the conversation, it could change the direction of, you know, it's everything and this is I'm glad you talk, I'm glad you talked about relationships because I think one of the most profound things that I've learned about this subtle practice law of attraction and relationships has made the world of difference to me because I know that when I get into a fight with my spouse quote unquote a fight with my spouse I know that I would rather be in vibrational alignment with who I am than be right yes yeah. That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> because before it felt like the payoff is, oh, I like being right. It's more satisfying to be right and make him wrong. <laughs> and we realize that's not the case. Yeah. So, you know, and sometimes in the midst of a situation, I can catch myself now. This is part of this more advanced sort of feeling and knowing of law of attraction. I can catch myself in the midst of this and think, I don't want to continue to uh push this point, make myself right. I don't want to continue to argue and convince and... You know what I mean? That sort of, I'm going to make you see my way. Right. What I know, I, I, I pull back from that now. Not pretty quick. You, you can ask my husband, probably not that quick, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also too, it's like, it's that thing. It's like, I don't want to do that to myself. No. No. Like before it seemed like it was about the other person. Oh, I'll make them pay or I'll make them realize how wrong they were. But then it's like, wow, why would I want to do that to myself? 
Yes. Exactly. Why would I want to get out of the vortex? Why would I want to get in a bad space? I mean, and obviously it's going to benefit everybody around me, but why would I do that to myself? Well, here's the tricky part, though, is that you have to know you can't just pull back from what is. There's a vacuum there, and and he's still going at it, and, you know. And there's so what do you fill it with? And and what I know now is I want to go to that vortex place of knowing who he really is right. and who I really am. And so I can start to, in the midst of it, practice all the things that I know about him that may be different than what he's showing me right now. But I know the truth of him. And I actually go to that vortex place in my mind and recount those positive aspects, the truth of who he is. I'll recount the the sort of endless ways that he has shown me more and more and more. And I can actually see the dissipation of the mm-hmm. argument in the room. It just doesn't have any more energy. because well, it doesn't make sense. It's not it true anymore. <laughs> But, you know, this other thing that I want to talk about, this, this idea of multiple worlds, mm-hmm. which is, which, you know, I, I mean, I listen to the quantum physicists and I try to understand string theory, you know, <laughs> this idea that there's many, many different dimensions of consciousness. But the thing I do get is we're not all living in the same world. Yeah. We may think we're all watching the same nightly news, but I, I, I know more now. We're just not. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of having their own per- participation in the manifest world. And, yeah, we're attracting folks who might be on the same sort of place that we are. But even that, I think we're really individually creating our world. And, and it gets confusing sometimes. You what know? Like, what it's confusing. Part? Well, the part of it that is like, well, am I manifesting that and they're not? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. At, at what point are we both participating in the same world? Like, hey, does that look like red to you? It looks like red to me. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we on the same world? But I guess there's a part of, of us that maybe we'll never know exactly how it works until we transition and remember how the process works. But even we could just look at it for face value. I think we're all living inside completely different beliefs. So, like, having a conversation with someone, sometimes people will say things and it will be surprising to me. But, wow, they see it that way. That's so interesting. Or, you know? Yeah, and it's just... It would never have occurred to me to think that certain thought. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So even though they might be looking at the same color red, they're having a different perception of it. And that Mm -hmm. perception, then, is changing the experience that they're having. So... Mm -hmm. It might not be that we're traveling in totally different physical worlds, but how we're experiencing the manifest right. world is different. And, and you know, it's, it, there's really no big prize at the end of the game if you experience all the stuff that didn't feel good. It's not, you know, we used to think, oh, <laughs> the more we suffer, the better, the, be, the, the more suffering, the greater the reward. <laughs> the deeper you are, you know. Right, right. Really uh, yeah, I'm so deep because I hurt so bad. <laughs> I know. It's like a real booby prize, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's such a booby prize. But you know, it's fun, re- funny because I think a, we're all measuring for different things. And so I think we have to kind of be, aware of what we're measuring for are we measuring for joy are we measuring for am i the one who's working the hardest are we measure you know what are you measuring for what are you measuring for what's your value what do you want to measure for and if you're measuring for joy then you better get off that topic you better get off that way of seeing it and the sooner you get off of it the more that the natural joy which is you can rush in so again it's that discernment it's that choosing how what is it the world that i want to live in i am not here to experience all the dark possibilities it does not make me deeper or more spiritual to have spent time in depression 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we get, uh, you know, I, again, this sort of booby prize that, oh, if you get into, uh, you know, some really deep, dark stuff. But look at the dark night of the soul. Like, basically, you're not a fully evolved spiritual person until you've walked through the dark night of the soul. You know, so then we're looking for evidence. Okay, well, I think I walked through the dark night of soul when this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and, and this was pretty bad, and then this was really painful. And am I there yet? Am I there yet? Can I hit bottom <laughs> can I again? Join the club? Can I join the club? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can hit a deeper bottom than you. Yeah, you don't. Now. Yeah, I've suffered much. My, you know, mine was darker than yours, so I must be more spiritual than you. <laughs> I must be closer to God because yes. I really have been miserable for about twenty years. Well, I mean, that, you really. Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta say enough. I gotta take that suit off and, and not wear that. That it really is about getting back to our natural state, which is this high vibrating, powerful beings. I mean, I, you know, Abraham, uh, was talking at a, at a workshop recently and, and somebody sat in the seat and said, I really, I just want to connect with the ascended masters, you know, and there was this long pause and Abraham said, you are it. Yeah. You are. <laughs> You can tap into anything, but yeah. you have to be in the vibration of knowing that. Otherwise, you're constantly trying to find what's missing. You know, I wanted to, before we go to the break, kind of tip off this next part of the show, talking about, you know, this idea of stuff missing or stuff disappearing. Mm. Because I think it's been super interesting in some of the workshops recently where they've been talking about, you know, well, what happens when, you know, I lose my wallet or I use my beautiful pen or, you know, how is it that I can lose things in the manifest world? And that's where it starts to get a little freaky Friday, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that segment a long time ago I heard where this kid lost their folder, the kid lost his folder at school, and then all of a sudden they looked and looked and looked, and then they turned around and it was just sitting on the couch, like, ooh. <laughs> Exactly. And then, you know, <laughs> Esther has the classic story where she has one beautiful pen that she loves and she can't find her beautiful pen. She can't find her beautiful pen and she's looking through all her purses and the car and you took my beautiful pen. And, you know, so on one level, there's this idea that when we say something is missing, when we're like actually consciously participating in the knowing that it's missing, the manifest world says yes it is missing well because the thing we're not a vibrational match for it so we can't see it which kind of gets to that thing of everything's already here for us but yes. if we can't see it we can't experience it exactly but isn't it kind of interesting though that the manifest world is participating with us on that very subtle way so you know what happens is in this situation with esther's beautiful pen is that she'll get distracted, she'll go on to something else, she'll move on, and maybe weeks, months later, she'll happen to be going through something, and voila, there's the beautiful pen. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it's, it's, I think it's just so fascinating how the manifest world can really, to our perception, take things away and bring them back. Well, what you're saying, too, it reminds me of that thing that if we're saying, I need money, I need money, I need, we can't, it's not going to come from that place. Yeah. It's not only, it's just not, it's just not possible. But we are participating that subtly on the manifest world. I think that's the part that I think is really interesting. Like we were talking, you know, recently about the guy who in the Phoenix workshop lost his wallet. Oh yes. Yeah. And, and what did you get? And his crown royal bag. 
and this crown royal bag, which you had a bunch of change in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and tell tell me a little bit what what your feelings were about that. A little bit more about that segment. I think it was really interesting. Yeah. Well, I just I well one thing that was fascinating is as soon as he started telling his story. Um, Esther interrupted him and started talking about this woman who's been in prior workshops talking about wanting to get pregnant and she couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant. But now she was pregnant, so she was very, very happy. And when she didn't, even though the baby's not here, it's in the gestation phase. So when there wasn't a baby, she was unhappy. But now that the baby's here, she's happy. But but the baby's not really here, like she can't take the baby to the park. But she knows that it's coming. So kind of like that, how powerful that is, is, and they always talk about how the vortex is pregnant with everything that we want. But it depends on our relationship to, a lot of times we don't think things are real until they manifest. So then he talks about how he is losing things and then getting back to, they're saying that's really kind of, you're actually kind of moving on in consciousness. Because you weren't focused on those things and they started going away from you. Like, like, cause we, all of us think that the most of us, I'd say, think that what's manifest on the physical plane is reality. And she said that's what trips most of us up is because we don't really, again, the discernment or are able to differentiate between vibration and reality. So we taking, we take score of what is. We're looking just at the reality and we're so attached to that that we can't really see beyond it. Yes, and then they're introducing this whole concept that there is a reality to the vibration. There is a re- there's a reality to the vibrational world, which is actually the true now, the real now. Anything that's manifest is actually old news. By the time it gets into the manifest world, it's actually uh, a, it is older than what is freshly in the, right. the vibrational world. And I love this idea of the pregnancy and having the energy of knowing something's coming even though it hasn't arrived yet. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll, do- we'll delve a little bit deeper into this thing. Now if you've had things that have been disappearing or maybe you've been forgetting a lot of stuff we'll give you a little information as what we might think is happening. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back. You are listening to Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray Zander, and I'm on the line with my 
wonderful co-host Janice Campbell, and we're trying to really sink our vibrational teeth into the manifest world, and you know, come up with some understandings and ideas about these very subtle but profound laws of the universe that we talk about with law of attraction. And before the break, we talked about this uh, losing stuff. I, I kind of want to close off that that part of what we were talking about because. It happens to a lot of us, and even more recently, they were talking about when you forget things. Mm. Like this guy sat in the chair and he said, Abraham, you got to help me. I'm forgetting everything. And Abraham said, fantastic. That's great news. And, and he was completely thrown off by that because he thought maybe something was wrong with him. <laughs> and what they said was, if you forget something, if you forget something, in other words, you forgot to go to that party, you forgot to uh, remember what that problem was, you're no longer a match to it, mm. you know? So it's like giving ourselves a break that when we're forgetting something, it's because it's no longer present in our vibration and we should let it go. You know what I like about that too is that we don't have to do the work. Like it's kind of like they say about let's say certain people are coming into your life, and then when your vibration shifts, you know what I mean? It's not even going to be an issue. Like you're not, they won't even come after you, or they won't come looking for you, or whatever. But it's kind of I like the party thing in a way. Like we don't have to micromanage everything. Oh no, this is going to be uncomfortable. How do I get out of this situation that I don't really want to go to? <laughs> it's kind of like letting the universe handle so many of the details. Absolutely. And just kind of giving ourselves a break that we can participate mostly in the non-physical world through our consciousness and enjoy the stuff that's coming into the reality. And when we get caught up in losing stuff, losing thoughts or losing stuff, we can pull back from it and say, irrelevant. Not, not for me, not a big deal. Less I mean, my, to do. <laughs> less, less to do. I mean, it's been one of my favorite words. Ah, that's irrelevant. You know, of course, you know, if you lose your keys, it's kind of an issue because you, you want to go someplace. But I also kind of laugh too. I think, well, maybe I wasn't meant to go. You know, maybe the universe is working with me and maybe I can just let it go and, and see if there's a way that I can release and, and know that all things, all of it, my favorite saying that Jerry says, all things always work out for me, mm-hmm. you know, cause I know the non-physical world. Yeah. I hang out in the vibrational knowing of who I am. I hang out in that vortex, a good part of my experience. So I kind of can let stuff go and trust the universe a little bit more. Yeah. And and he's had so much evidence. Like well, so much the, the longer we live in that consciousness, the more evidence we gather. Yes, exactly. And I and I also before we move on um, to the next topic, I want to finish this idea of the pregnant idea. God, I love that segment where <laughs> she was pregnant, and and the again the metaphor is that our vortex is pregnant with everything that we want. But we're so busy saying it's not here or where is it that we don't realize it. But this idea of an expectant mother, I love this. You (laughs) should be an expectant mother, even if you're a man, of everything that's in your vortex because it's on its way. It's on its way. And And then you could also use that time. Like they say, it's... There's the benefit of the gestation period is we don't, like she didn't want, that woman, she didn't want her baby to come out today. No. You know, she wants time to get up to speed. You know, we need to get up to speed with our manifestations. Like a lot of times say, oh, I would like this. I remember years ago I used to, was teaching this financial class and we write down, okay, write down all the assets, how you'd want them to be. And all of a sudden this woman was like, ah, she wrote down that she owned $5 million in real estate. She goes, I don't want to be responsible for all of that. <laughs> but right. I thought that's so great because we think we want all these things and we need to become a vibrational match to them. We need to get up to speak. Otherwise, there's like, well, how come I don't get what I want? How come I don't get what I want? Because we we need to be able to receive it. 
I love that. And, and even the gestation part, okay, I'm going to go like with the whole metaphor of being pregnant. I loved being pregnant. Yeah. I mean, I love that there were signs, that there were mm-hmm. signs along the way, like there was a shifting and a moving and there were places, where obviously the belly got kind of big, you know, yes. there were signs that it was coming. So it's not like you have to live in the expectancy and have no signs whatsoever that it's on its way. But right. if you're not living in the expectancy of your manifestation, you're going to miss the sign. You're going to miss the sign. Yeah. Even if it's a big belly, you're going to miss it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're not in the vibrational match of letting the universe show you it's on its way. Right. Relax. Let go. Well, you know, and I love that because I, I when, definitely when I was pregnant, I kept giving myself permission to relax because knowing that things were happening. You know, it's like I need to relax. There's a lot going on right now. I can't see it, but there's a lot happening. And Absolutely. it's kind of to surrender to it. Instead of pretend it's not happening or I have to make it happen or there's something I could do to speed it up or it's like, it's such a luxury, luxury because you know there's no, it's not about doing anymore. It's on its way. Yeah. So we put that out to all our listeners. You know, if there's something that you really have been wanting, get into the energy of expectation, of knowing that it's in the gestation period and the universe is absolutely pulling all the parts together so that the result is maybe even more, even bigger. Of course, when the baby comes, it's way bigger than you could have ever imagined. The experience, the feeling, it's way, way more than something you could have constructed yourself. So right. there is but, that. But, you know, at the same time, it's interesting because they also talk about about how when things manifest, it's also very natural. You know, like yes. you don't have that huge leap, like all of a sudden your stomach's flat and then you wake up and you have a baby. Like, whoa, where'd that come from? It's <laughs> a natural progression where by the time something manifests, that the expectation is, well, yes, of course. There it is. Next logical step. Yeah, next you, lo- you know? Exactly, yeah. And there might be some labor pains just before... There might be some labor pains. (laughs) So let's talk about that. That's actually a perfect segue because sometimes some contrast can come up even when you're living in expectation. Sometimes it can get a little messy, you know, and, and I was recently listening to another teacher called Bashar. Some of you might uh, know of them, but they were talking about, again, the more profound, subtle understandings of law of attraction, this thing called the echo. And here's how they said it, is that you can move to this energy of knowing. You have moved to the absolute knowing that what you are, who you are, is manifesting fantastic things. And you're focusing on some of them and you're letting other things go and you're excited and expectant. And then stuff can show up in your life that is a lower vibration, a vibration of distrust, a vibration of not what you want. It can even show up in the physical world as something quote-unquote bad happening and what they're trying to say to us is that because the manifest world is slower you might be actually seeing an old vibration so don't get caught up in what's happening in the manifest world because if you get caught up in what's happening in reality and pull your vibration down and start to make it where you connect this is oh my god this is really where i'm at you now have played into the echo and made it where your vibration is and now more will come, more will come like it. So again, I want to, I want to talk about this echo because I think a lot of us who are powerful manifestors will experience this where we're feeling good and we're knowing things are on their way and then boom, something happens. Yeah. But are we going to take the bait? You know, (laughs) I mean, just by having you explaining it, we have more room. 
Yeah. Yeah, just by hearing about it because otherwise it'd be so easy to interpret that, oh, this must mean this. Or I, I really haven't moved beyond where I thought I was, you know, whatever. We can make stuff up and spiral down. Yeah, and oftentimes, you know, when you don't know about these more subtle understandings of law of attraction, you could say, oh, this is crap. I didn't manifest that. I know I haven't been standing around in that. Mm-hmm. And if you know about the echo, then you can kind of say, ha, that, there is nothing in that for me. There yeah. is nothing that's going to grip me. Like you said, I'm not taking the bait. And an echo can actually be confirmation. One more way that I can look at something and say, I don't care what's coming on the manifest world. I know my truth. Right. Hello. Hello. We're still trying to grab you. (laughs) And it's not not taking it. (laughs) And it's just not going to work. Well, I love the word echo too, because it's just an echo. You know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing there but a repeat of an old vibration and you get to say no and this profound no really takes all the energy out of that thing and it can go away without you paying much attention the power of our focus Janice I think sometimes we forget how powerful we are with our focus and our focus is what spirit has given us to co-create with the world so we want to treat our focus with kit gloves we want to love our focus we want to we want to really have a relationship with where we're focusing and gently move our focus to places that we want rather than what we don't want. And we, we want to have this intimate relationship, like you mentioned earlier, with where we're focusing and how it is that we're discerning um, our focus. That's where we start to be powerful, powerful manifestors. And then it doesn't matter if it's original cause or echo. It's, it's irrelevant. Irrelevant because we're not we're not we we're not going there. You know we have the we have the choice the option if we're able to see it. Like if something's trying to tug our energy, it could even be like a TV show or a conversation. We have that choice. No, turning it off. No, that's not what's true for me. Not worth like it. moment by moment by moment, we're making those choices. You know the other thing that Abraham has been saying, quite a you know probably for the last year. That eventually, when you start to really understand this work, the manifestations actually become irrelevant. I mean, they're not saying you can't have what you want. You can have what you want. But they really start to focus is it's always, always the journey that is the spiritual experience that we came for. It's not for the thing. It's not for the manifestation. Because even when we get something that we've wanted, whether it be a relationship, a new car, uh, or or maybe just a closer walk with God, Mm -hmm. when we get it, we are satisfied for a moment. But then there's more. Right. You know, so if we understand that we're eternal beings and there's always going to be more, we can relax a lot. And right. the manifestation, it's on its way. We'll have a good time when it comes. But I'm more interested in my moment-to-moment connection with Source yes. where I can just really enjoy being alive. That and that, I've, that's exactly what I've been experiencing lately. It's funny that you say that, but it it has more to some of the segments I've been listening about the artist and um, where they're saying, you know, and I related to writing because I love to write. Like I'm really getting that the juice is catching the words when the inspiration comes, and I actually get to write them down. Like like I can think, God, I'd rather be doing this than laying on a beach somewhere, or you know, it's like this is such the juice of what feeds me, and it's not about. Anything that's manifesting, it's almost like the Zen, you know, when they make the things on the sand and then the ocean washes it away. I really, I don't even really care what happens to my writing because I love writing. Yeah. 
I love the moment of connecting with source and, and, and listening. That's, that's it. And that's really what we're here for. And mm-hmm. they, they talked about the fact that even when we're outside of our quote unquote connection with source, which we can't get that far, but even when we're in the contrast, it's also juice for the journey. It's also right on track. I know a lot of times spiritual, uh, students beat themselves up when things go wrong. And, and I, I know that that's part of the journey and to not miss out on the wonderful things that are wanting to have its way with you, even when it looks like everything's going wrong. Did you hear that one where they kept saying, we're always, you're always on purpose, no matter. Always on purpose. Every moment of every day, because it's all the internal guidance system. So you're on purpose. You're either listening to get back, you know, but you're not away from purpose. It's just all feeding. It's all information. It's all, (laughs) you know, you can never get away from your purpose. You can never get it wrong. You can never get it wrong and you can never get it done. You can never get it done, people. Relax. (laughs) Relax. So whether a manifestation is on its way tomorrow or later on, the real question that we want to ask is how are you connecting in this moment today to the vibrancy of who you are and the ride that the universe wants to take you on in this physical world? Well, Janice, we've actually come to the end of our hour here, kicking around the manifest world and understanding how we create in it. And I just want to thank you. As always, your perspective is just golden. So thank, thank you. you. Again. It's fun. So we, we thank you all for joining us for this hour. We hope that you've heard some things that will help you shift a perspective help you feel better today and perhaps as things happen in the week ahead you'll remember some of the things that you heard today and it'll allow you to move past things that don't serve you and into the greater knowing of who you are so we thank you for this time and we want to give a shout out to our sponsor we thank you send out cards sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction it's an opportunity for you to send a card of appreciation to someone you love today Send it a card and let someone know that you love them. We love you all, and we appreciate the time you spent with us in the next hour. Join us next week. We'll be back with another edition of Everyday Attraction. Lots of love. for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is recorded live on Thursdays at noon Pacific Time on 12radio.com and blogtalkradio.com. This program is generously supported by sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Live in the power of appreciation. Send out a card today. www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. And by 1-2 Academy. Reach unlimited horizons from your living room. On the web at www.12academy.com. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. 
Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. 